This is the Black Creative Handbook with your host Cassandra Lauren Gordon. This podcast will help to inspire, motivate and give that blueprint, the manual for success for people in the creative businesses, for people from the African and Black diaspora to help us just move along, get that bag, and no more starving artist syndrome. No, out the door. Co-work with us. Be with us and be successful and get the gems. You might have heard in the podcast, or you're going to hear it soon, that this was called the Creative For You podcast. Don't worry about that. It's Creative For You. Let's be successful and be positive. This is the Black Creative Handbook with Cassandra Lauren Gordon, and I am here with Siobhan Campbell. Siobhan, okay, is have I have I said it right? Yes, ma'am, you guys. Perfect, because I'm always messing up names, and people are so polite they just let me just carry on saying their name wrong. And I want to know the world. I'm that know. person too. Good, 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 good. So how did we how should we describe you um i usually say i am a stand-up comic that makes music but i think lately since the pandemic hit i'm a musician that occasionally does stand-up comedy Ooh, oh, okay yeah. so tell me about the, tr- the transition tell me before like the pandemic so tell me about more about the stand-up um, I was focused in on stand-up, but I was occasionally making songs, putting out a song here and there. But right before the pandemic, I had like one really bad show. I had a, I don't know, I guess I call it the real world. I never did a bad show. I was constantly doing well enough where I felt like, okay, I'm a pretty decent comedian. And then I finally got hit with a bad show and it hurt, it hurt kind of bad. So I kind of like took a break. And right when I was about to go back into everything, then the pandemic started. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna buckle in, buckle down. I'm gonna go back into music. That's gonna be my, that's gonna be full time. It's easier to do remotely. I can, I don't, it's hard to tell jokes over the phone, but I can send out a song. And so I just focused in. Okay, understandable. Um, little that you know or know, but I used to do like stand up comedy. So I, I, um, really commend people who put themselves out there on the line every night performing creating and, and doing your craft it's it's not easy because it's I feel like comedy or stand-up comedy is one of those art forms where you are super judged you know if you do mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying you do it if you you know bad music or a bad film or a bad theater production people won't heckle you really or make you feel bad but if you do a bad joke or have a bad time which it does happen to all comedians they'll make you pay for it so you know it's about being human yeah. isn't it? you know you, you know someone can ha- always have a bad day and um when I first started years ago I had really bad days and when people say die on stage I died I died I tell you I died but then you have to yeah. learn to resurrect you have to learn to resurrect you 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 learn you learn quick so I hope you know, you find it in yourself somehow to get back where you are, and, you know, and not let one bad night, you know, define your legacy, if, if you will. But it just seems like there's something really positive what comes out of it. It seems like you are doing 
your music, which are, you do plentiful of music, which seems very inspiring. So I definitely want to hear more of that. Before we get into it, I have this quick fire question. So I'll just ask you random questions and you just have to be honest and say which is on your mind. Okay. okay. A pencil. So usually I'll just say like something like, do you prefer a pencil or a pen? I mean, you just say, I prefer whatever and right. what. Cool. Pencil or a pen? Okay. Pencil, because I'll probably make a mistake. As we all do. Cool. Bus or a car? Car. I have a serious phobia of boats. What? That's like my one phobia. I can't do boats. I get looking at cruise ships, instant panic attack. Can't do boats. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Apple or Android? Apple. I drink so much apple juice a day. That's like, that's my one addiction. I love apples. Okay. I'll talk about the, the, hold on, hold the, the, on, hold on, hold on. I think I, I think I got that way wrong. Did I get that wrong? No, it's not a wrong thing, but it's interesting because I was just going to say, you said Apple or Android, and maybe because of my accent as well. So Apple, I meant like Apple, or like Android. the technology. Which one do you have? Are you an Apple person or are you an Android? Um, I have both, but I mainly use Androids. Android have more saving capability, and I like to have my song saved to my phone, and I don't like the cloud. Cool. Converse or Nikes? Converse. I'm more of a dressy shoe than a um, than a sports shoe. Okay, understood. I don't know how you say it in the in in the states. Um, is it joggers or tracksuit bottoms or jeans? Um, jeans. I I'm more like, like I said, I'm more of a casual dresser. So like Converse's jeans. That's more of a laid back casual style for me. So I go jeans. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime because Amazon has more options as far as like you can get like prime shipping and prime video. So you get more for your money. I like you. Very entrepreneurial. <laughs> You're always thinking. Are you an early bed or a night owl? Both. I barely sleep ever, but if I had to pick, I'm going to say night because I'm up all night. How much sleep do you get a, a day? Hours? Probably three hours. What? Probably three hours. How do you, so yeah. how does that work? How does, I don't understand that life. Explain. I am just so, I guess, driven where I am just constantly working on something. So it's like, even when I'm tired, I'll lay down and I'll think of something and then I'll like, okay, I need to hurry up and do that before I forget. So when I am sleepy, when I do go to sleep, it's because sleep caught me off guard. It's like I put my head down and it was like, okay, I'm going to rest for a second. And then three hours later, I wake up and it's like, okay, I got to catch up. I got to hurry up and get back on to what I was doing. Okay. I'm interested to hear about the driven bit. So what do you mean by the word driven, Bo? Um, I just want so bad to kind of keep growing i'm really i'm really into lateral movement so if i had this many streams yesterday i want more streams tomorrow i'm in this many playlists i want more tomorrow so like i'm constantly like looking for ways to expand i guess my brand whoever i am that is interesting i would love to pick your brains about that i'm definitely gonna get to your music but as i guess you do content creation or, or you put your music right 
how do you mm-hmm. what is like not giving too much secrets but what is the type of tactics you use to try to drive traffic free organic traffic or eyes on your creations um i focus on person to person growth mm-hmm. so i'm really um i'm an introvert people really freaking me out like if i'm if i post a video or post even a picture i'm so paranoid that's why like my instagram and stuff it's like a picture every so many months and i probably deleted it like 30 times before i left it up so with that in mind i have to reach people by themselves so like i'll pick a hashtag i'll find different stuff i'll listen to somebody's music i'll get feedback and i'll just make personal connections with everybody that follows me so when you do that they kind of help you grow hold on hold on hold on i'm looking on instagram right now right Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at your lovely, um, got a lot of followers for someone who is not, who don't like people per se. And if you listen to audio, I'm doing the inverted air, air quotes. But uh, I have to ask you this, your Instagram um, name, Sex Monkey Limo Driver. I don't understand that life. Sex Monkey Limo Driver. I was 13 when I made Instagram. And- okay. You could you could always I change it. I, <laughs> no, I I've tried. I've tried. I've messaged them. I have tried so many different things. I've paid a service to try to help me. I'm stuck with it. Because you're verified. Uh, uh-huh. I've tried a lot. Like I really want to get rid of that name. But I'm I'm stuck. I've lost out on a lot of opportunity because of that name. But I've also gotten a lot of it. So it's a it's a win situation. Wow. So all right. To so take me to your 13-year-old self for this Instagram name. It was a it was a game where you needed four names to make one. So you're you just scroll through this little index of random words for each one. So I'm 13. Sex was a cool word. I didn't know what it was, but mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to talk about it. So I'm like, okay, sex monkey and then everything it just kind of was like all just laid out and I just never changed it and then when I was like okay I'm a professional now then I got a blue check and it was like no 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 hold on let me let me go back a little bit but they I'm I messaged them like probably like thousands of times by now they have never said anything back to me it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. But yes, it's interesting what you're talking through, you know, being very vulnerable and talking through your process about thinking about your visuals. Definitely want to touch on to that. So before, let's reel it back and talk about your music. So how would you describe, I have my ideas about how to describe your music, but I don't want to impose. So how would you describe your music in three words? Um, in three words, um, I would say probably vent vent venting vent vent whatever that word mm-hmm. you're on mute you're on mute um, a lot of venting um probably emotional mm-hmm. and also funny because i sneak in a lot of people i feel like never pay attention to but i have so many jokes oh you're gonna look you're a little bit quiet what happened what happened oh no oh no oh no oh i'm sorry somebody tried to call me oh i'm sorry i can be and do it it's okay because i'm not editing can i hear you now what are you saying the volume's gone down 
You, you hear me? It gone quieter. Is this what happens on the creative podcast? Got to get creative. You just got to move on. I'm not stopping. It's all this life. We're going to sort out all these technical difficulties. Oh, you hear me now? We're good. I hear you, but it's really low. It's low. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. If you can increase the volume by any chance or you can speak louder, that'd be superb. I'll try to speak louder because I don't know. I don't know why it went down. Don't know what happened. Um, is it still down? Mm-hmm. Um, just have to just like play some music. I pretend to sing. I don't know what I'm doing, but on the podcast, if you can see me visually, I'm just doing some interpretive dance and hoping for the best while we can sort out this technical difficulties. Meanwhile, please look at the, what's his name? Oh, it kills me. I'm always going to remember this. Sex monkey limo driver, which he says he doesn't like the name, but I just find it funny. I just feel like that. It's just like a, it feels like a band name. It feels like a band name to me. Okay. Can you hear me now? Are we good? I, I can hear you. We just have to, you just have to talk super, super loud because I, it just went. I'll talk really loud. I'll try my best. I'll talk into the microphone. Yeah. Because I could hear you okay, like perfectly. And then it just went. So, yeah, when I mean you got to like, like, raise your voice, project your voice, like. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. All right. I know you got to pretend to be an extrovert for the next like 20 minutes. So you need to just. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. Just correct me if I get too low. No. Well, I'm going to correct you from now. I need higher, like high, high. I'm going to be like the cinema, not cinema, like a choir person. Hi, hi, hi. Cool. Okay. I'm trying. I... Okay. We just have to work a bit. Cool. So where were we? So you talk about venting. I can't remember the other words you said. Um, I would say emotional, probably. Emotional. And what is the third bit? Um, funny. Funny. I find my music funny. Okay. Yeah, I think cool. I think my music's funny for the most part because I sneak in a lot of jokes, and they're they're not always caught, but usually I have a lot of jokes in it. Understood. 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 Okay, so how, an obvious question, but how did you get into music? What was the first age? What what got your music spark? Um, I was like 16 and I was already doing stand-up and I was traveling doing stand-up and with stand-up, I was like, I was like having like, you know, depressive thoughts and all kind of stuff like that. And it felt good to make people laugh. And I thought that would help me with stuff. But then I started writing poetry. Somebody put me on that. And it really it really helped me get, like, certain stuff out. And a lot of my friends were, like, rapping and all kind of stuff. And I just slowly progressed into, you know, making my first song and then just kept going with it. Okay. Okay. It sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. So walk me through the process. Because you say you don't have, you work 21 hours a day. You have must have like you must be a vampire or something in the most loving way, <laughs> just working, working, working. 
how do you get from an idea to a finished song? Like, what is the process? Do you have the melody first? Do you just have a drawing? Do you visualize? Like, how, what is the process of you creating a song? Um, it's a lot of different ones because for the most part, like I'll go throughout the day and I might think of two lines that kind of rhyme or a specific word that I want to incorporate into a song. And I'll write that word down or I'll write those two lines down. If I come up with a melody, then I'll kind of write it out or record it in a note and just kind of save it there and come back. And then when I'm ready to actually make a song, if I didn't like, usually I'll like write a song fully if I like come up with a done idea but for the most part when I'm ready to go to the studio then I have all those little notes all those little one lines or the melodies and I just kind of put them together and be like okay this works for a song okay this works for a song so I'll take like 60 different notes and turn them into like 15 songs and I usually go to the studio I want to say like four or five times a year and when I go I want to get out like maybe 20 songs. I want to record as many as I can until I come back. I try not to go, like, I'm not one of those artists that like, I live in the studio and this, that, and this. I, I'm not that guy, I'm like being that person. Okay, so are you trying to maximize the time when you're there? So hopefully by the time you go there, you'll have a good demo or good, you know, nearly finished songs in your head before you get there. You're not starting from scratch when you get to the studio. Yeah, when I go to the studio, by that time, I usually have the songs already memorized and know exactly what I need. So when I'm there, I'm not wasting any money. I'm getting exactly the time and every second counts while I'm there. Understood. So is it just you? Do you produce? Who, who do you collaborate with? How does, you know, instrumentals, how does it all work? Mixing, how does it all work? Um, I usually start off with a YouTube beat. I'll find a free for profit beat on YouTube. I already have the lyrics and I just kind of like find a beat that kind of fits whatever I'm going to, you know, whatever melody I have to work with or whatever. And then once I record it, then I'll take that beat away and I'll just kind of make a beat around the vocals that I have. And that's, that's pretty much it. If I can't do it, if I can't come up with an idea, then I have this guy Seb and I have a few other people and I'll send them the vocals, the top track, and see what they come up with. Understood, understood. I'm just trying to think about, we're so much, we have so much access to technology and with people and a lot of people making music than ever. And there's so much accessibility. I'm just wondering, how do you differentiate yourself in this saturated market to make sure that, you know, people see your individual expression and know you as an individual um i study a lot of marketing content where um i don't feel like i make music that's any better than a lot of people like i might have an ego and say a couple of times oh, i think my song's better than that but for the most part i feel like we're all on the same playing field it's just who's gonna stick out more so i try to I know I'm not somebody that can make a video like, what's up, everybody? Come listen to my new song, this, that, and this. I struggle so hard to do that kind of stuff. So I have to hit one time and hope that that's a really big impact hit. So if I do make a video on TikTok, I'm going to maximize the resources. I'm going to market it as hard as I can. So that one video is going to last me a good couple of months to promote that song. So when I'm like on Instagram and I'm networking with people, 
I make sure each time that I like or comment under somebody's post, that's somebody I feel strongly is going to come at least follow me, if not come check out my music. If they follow me, then that's enough because somebody might want to go through their following list and see, okay, they're following this guy. And then with a weird name like mine, it'll stick out. So I just find every little detail that's going to make this like any small interaction an impact. Okay. I can just hear a plane going across my... Come on, plane, go away. You, I don't know if you can hear it from my end, but there's a big plane going. Anyway, the point what I'm trying to make is it's just like you seem very strategic in what you're doing with your networking online. So how... Or I'm, ask, I'm asking for a friend, a.k.a. me. I'm really bad on Instagram. You seem to have a good following. You seem to have really good listeners on your Spotify people are hearing people are aware are visible of what or what you do how what is the methods because you, you just said like you looked on people's following um how do you, you seem to meanfully collect um meanfully connect with people um i'm just trying to work out what other secret sources do you do you do you know are you on literally on instagram and social media 20 21 hours 22 hours a day just networking 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 yeah, like it's a it's it's always been a problem in certain situations. Like I know my girlfriend doesn't like it, and a lot of people like I'll be out to dinner, and it's like okay, I need to spend three hours on my phone here. I find different times of day where I'm like for the next two or three hours. I know Instagram has the most vault, like most traffic right now. I need to be hitting up hashtags, need to be finding people, need to be liking, I need to be commenting, and. I'm, I hit it hard. Like, I really don't take a whole lot of breaks. When I do take breaks, it's because I'm doing a podcast or I'm binge watching something. But even when I'm watching TV, I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, and I'm liking everything. I'm commenting. I'm getting to know everybody. If I go, I don't just go and just look for the most part. When I do, I want to have an interaction. So a lot of producers will message me or a lot of people message me like, hey, I make beats, is that and this? Where it's like, well, send them to me. I'll actually listen to them. Or, you know, I'll give out my email. I, I, I try to interact with every single person and not just like and not just comment. But like if I do come, not like a flame emoji for the most part, if somebody put out a new song, if they say, hey, go pre-save my new song. I'm like, all right, I pre-saved and I'll put an actual lyric from the song. So, you know, I did take the time out to listen because when you're any any art that you're doing in absolutely any format, if you're a painter, if somebody comes and look at it and they say, wow, I really love the detail that you put into the trees. Is that in this? It looks real. That hits so hard. So you, if you're going out there and you're making comments and you're actually interacting with people and you're making an impact and making them feel good, then they're going to feel good enough where it's like, he listened to my stuff. He checked out my stuff. I'm going to go check out his stuff. Oh my God, I really like this song. Now I'm going to follow him on Spotify. Every time he puts something out, I'm going to get an update. So it's just finding ways to not just impact, but genuinely meet and interact with these people. And when you have a large following, you kind of get like a little a bump because I don't know. I never really thought of myself as somebody, but they'll see my account and think, oh, my God, he's famous. A famous person is interacting with me. So you have these little shortcuts. You have these little details. And there's so many different ways to interact with people. So I'm I was going to. 
I was going to make a joke, a lighthearted joke, say, you know, when you said, oh, I'm a famous person, and this is it, I was going to say, um, or an interaction with people, I was going to say, what, so you have more, you have lots, lots of groupies? I was going to make a joke. I was only joking. You know, it was a bad joke, but. I, I have, I have famous friends now, or famous people that follow me, and they, I just had this happen today. They ask me questions as if I'm famous too, and it's like, no, I just look famous on Instagram. I'm, I'm not there. I want to look famous. Teach me. Teach me. Teach me. Now, 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 no source. It's just, it's just normal one-on-one. It's like, it's normal. It's not, you know, like when you go on Instagram on, or on YouTube, like we're going to make you like pay, go on our course and for thousand, three thousand dollars. And we're going to teach you how to do great things on Instagram. And it's just taking the time. It's taking the time to get to know people and putting that in. So now I'm hearing free. Go ahead. Their advice, their advice. I, I learned this lesson today because it's a guy, Adam Ivy, and I'm not taking away from his classes or anything. He's a great guy. And talking to him, talking to his team today, I learned a lot of information from being on there. But it's also information that's like, I kind of knew. I'm glad you told me. But at the same time, I'm an introvert. I'm not really trying to be on there and show my face. So no, I'm not going to listen to that. But I appreciate you talking to me and doing that. So it's like the class is helpful, but it's not helpful for my personality. And I know being in this kind of field, I shouldn't have this personality. But like, people freak me out. I'm very socially awkward. What? So, what? Are you like the, I'm not trying to make super, I'm not trying to insult you, but are you like the Summer Walker kind of? Because the introvert R&B or turn to R&B with EDM and grant, you know, you have your own genre, but uh, it's like, that's in fashion now. So you, you guys are winning the scissors and the, 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 the summer walkers of life. It's cool once you're already somewhere, then it's kind of like you can relax and be yourself. But when you're trying to climb, it's really hard because just, I did a networking event last, last week, week before, and the guy that was hosting, he kept looking at me and was like on the microphone talking to everybody, but looking at me like, don't be a prima donna. Let's network. Let's talk to people. And I'm sitting at my table with my nerves on 10. Like, I want to so bad, but I don't know what to say. I'm the type, if I say something to you and I, or I make a joke or I try to say, hey, I might go, hey, and I might be like, shoot, that was an awkward. Hey, I shouldn't have did it like that. I will think about that for the rest of my life. So. I'm, I, I don't like to, I, I'm, I'm not that guy. Like, so I what's like the difference? I'm just not. So what, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist, but what's the difference of you talking to me now and you talking to someone at a networking event? We got a, we got a screen between us. We kind of sort of got a little bit of like a brush up information. I don't have to just come straight to you like in person and go, hey, this, that, and this, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. And then like the biggest lesson I learned from doing stand-up was, I don't have to be myself then. If I'm in person with you or doing certain stuff and we're up close, I might have to be myself. I can put on an act and pretend to be sex monkey limo driver and then I can be that guy. But then it drains me. So it's like, it's just figuring out when and where and how to do that. So doing podcasts, I'm comfortable kind of interacting with people one-on-one. And it's, it's just a little, I don't know, it's different for every situation. Okay, I, I want to say that I can empathize and I want to be sympathetic, but I don't know about the introvert struggle. 
I don't know. I'm a bit of an extrovert. But um, so I'm just trying to just, I can't sort out your life. I'm not here to give advice, but I'm just trying to think about like someone so creative as yourself, you know, dealing with these kind of social things, what you're dealing with. I'm just like, how do you, where you don't need to be, but it's very adventurous. It's to your advantage, you know, to connect with people because that's what you do. You know, your music as should, you know, inspires people with comedy. You're connecting people with experiences and making them laugh and have a certain emotion. So it's quite courageous, you know, for you to just keep on doing it, even though it doesn't feel natural to you. It feels yeah, that way. I mean, um, a lot of the aspects of it do feel natural. So like um, doing, I feel like the biggest part that made last week last show that I did like the networking event what made that so bad for me was I wasn't in the right genre category there so I'm there with a lot of trap artists and I'm making and I'm coming there to sing a song while they're here to do like this full-on trap drill rap I'm feeling so self-conscious because it's like I know I don't fit in here so when you come in there with that mindset already you're already kind of thrown off, but like I've been in environments like the stand-up community is beautiful because everybody cares about you. Even if you're like a trash comedian, they're sympathetic. So it's kind of like, it's easy to talk to them. It's easy to be around them versus, you know, music because in music, there's a lot of ego. No. See what happened? keep calling me oh great great so talk now because this is the level the level of volume what i'm talking about okay great perfect volume okay cool okay so not to like you know artists might like some of their work and all their work but is it okay maybe i don't know the terminology but you know your song chubby on youtube isn't that a bit more drilly so you move far away from that kind of aesthetic Every so often, I'll make a song like that, and I'm like, okay, this was kind of, uh, this is cool. I liked it while I'm here, and then when it comes time to put it out, I'm so self-conscious. My, I kept saying I wasn't going to put it out, wasn't going to put it out, and I have another song called Risk, and my girlfriend was like, no, I like this. I actually like this. Put this out, and then they use words like actually, where it's like, I actually like this, so it's like, oh, you didn't like anything else, so it's kind of like you kind of feed into what other people like because... My my fear with songs like Chubby or A Little More is working with certain crowds that I've been working with lately, I'm scared. They're like, oh, I'm going to go listen to your music. And that's the first song they hear. And they're like, oh, no, this guy's a rapper. He's that guy. No, thank you. I don't know. It's just kind of knowing when. And so, like, the last event, if I knew it was that kind of event, I would have probably tried to do Chubby. But I went there and I did a song d and and it just wasn't a good fit. So it's about is there is there a reflection about reading the crowd because you have the material i'm not saying that to sell yourself short because i was going to say oh i like look more now and now you, you, that's not because i know that that's not your primary aesthetic your music aesthetic but it's just like oh that's what i vibe to more I'm not saying your other music hasn't but it but what i'm trying to say to you is like do you, can you adapt i'm not saying to sell your soul because I feel like even looking at all your discography, that is part of you, like Chubby and a little more, right? It's part of you, right? It's maybe not your primary thing, 
But if you, I'm just guessing, if you know it's a more of a certain type of crowd, would you start with that music and then do your other type yeah. of music, See, which is more chill? I was told different. Oh, I, I don't know. Tell me. Tell me. Oh. I was told different going there where it was like, oh, it's going to be a lot of R&B artists. We're going to vibe. Is this, that, and this. Then when I got there, it's a club. So I'm like, yo, can I change Can I change my song, please? And she wouldn't let me. So it's, it's differences there. But like, a little more is a part of me. I feel like a little more, um, I'm using language, like I'm cussing a lot more than I usually do, but the lyrics is still me. And same with Chubby. I just kind of like, I like to mix genres and it's like, I, I heard this UK song. I really want to get into this drill beat. I really want to try it. And I'm out there. It's just, you're just finding different aesthetics to kind of fit the personality at that moment. So Chubby, it's still 100% me. I'm still talking about like, Bro, I'm broke. That's what Chubby's about. I'm broke. I am not cool. So it's like you and her DMs. Me too. <laughs> I don't have her either. So like, yeah, it's still me. It's just putting on different masks and playing with it. If I knew, if you know what kind of venue you're walking into and certain stuff like that, then totally, yeah, it wouldn't have been as awkward. So I heard a bit like you listen to UK Drill or UK Grime. Do you listen to? So I'm from the UK. So if you talk about accent, so what? What type of UK grime? Because because I when I visit America before grime getting a bit more popular and UK um, rap, some some American my friends like I can't understand what they're saying. I don't understand. I don't understand garage. So garage was like the I don't know if you know about the history of UK um, music, but so garage was like the grandfather or the father just before grime and then grime and then there's drill. So how did you know about all this life? How have you Americans been exposed to this type of subject, to this genre? I started with Tiny Temper. Tiny Temper? Sorry, I say this. What? Since what? What year? Since 2012? Like, I'm trying to think about what age Tiny Temper was around. Tiny Temper is not as popular now, but Tiny, early 10s? like that was that was my guy because like music for me started with Childish Gambino, Labyrinth and a lot of people like that so with Labyrinth, Labyrinth me, British Labyrinth you know him yeah sorry, that's like I'm my really guy. um sorry about that I just I just assumed because I talked to a lot of Americans they don't know about black UK music or producers or rap so uh, sorry sorry Labyrinth is my guy that is like my music inspo for nine times out of ten with a lot of my music I love that dude and with him, got me in the Tiny Temper because they had a song Earthquake and a bunch of yeah, songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I moved into Tiny Temper. Tiny Temper got me in a Chitty Bang. I don't think he's from there, but like, it, he was in those circles. And then I got into Dave. And mm. then like going on TikTok, a lot of people introduced me to music and would be like, just sending me a lot of UK songs. And I might not know all the names like of the people, but I was just saving them. So it's like, I'll be in my car and the song come on. It's like, I might not know what they're saying, but I'm I'm here. Like I'm in okay. I, I, I just want to ask you: Do you know what we say? Because it's a bit different. It's a bit different. I learn it though. I might not catch it the first time, but after a while, listening to it, I'm there. I know it. Drake got one song that he tries. He tried to do the UK drill thing. I don't know if you heard War, but no. like, I, I I like I like it. I like it. Oh Drake, I have to hear what I say about Drake. You you know what yeah I think there's there's a general generational gap between me and you. I learned yeah I've got to be careful what I say about Drake. I don't uh -huh. dislike him, 
because it's either you're a casual Drake fan or you're diehard. And somehow the laws, I always around diehard Drake fans. So I have to keep my mouth shut if I want to live because, you know. Diehard. I'm not diehard. Why? 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 Why are you a diehard Drake? I need to know why. I'm not a diehard. You're not? I'm a casual Drake fan. Okay, tell me why you're a casual Drake fan. I'm casual. Why, me why? as a casual Drake fan is he put out music, I'ma listen to it, I'ma like it, I'ma save it, but I'm not gonna run around here like Drake is the goat, this is the best album of all time. Okay, I'm okay. not gonna argue with anybody about Drake. Okay. Oh gosh. To me, Drake is that guy where it's like he's too good to even talk in a conversation about. It's like, yeah, the song is good. What did you expect? You know, you get exactly what you expect with Drake. He's gonna give you the R and B songs, he's gonna give you the rap song. It's nothing new. I like the song. Let's keep it moving. His last album, I really liked it. I don't listen to it every day. Drake is Drake. No, I I don't dislike him. I don't. I don't dislike him. Um, and it is it is what it is. It is what it is. But I'm He's so like, that guy was like, you don't dislike him. You just get tired of hearing about him. That, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say about Drake. Before all the America, I have some American listeners. I don't want them to come. I don't want them to come. I don't want no beef. I don't want no beef. Okay. So I'm just no, so happy. They will. Sorry, I we got a bit tangent, but I was just so thrown off. Like because when I do talk to American friends, they're like, "What? Stormzy? Who gets rich? Twenty two? Like people don't know." People don't know, so you know. So I'm so happy that you know about UK rap. Okay, one more, one more thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna test you. UK garage, grime, whatever. Do you know Craig David? Oh. Okay. I'll just leave it there. See, I'm still, I'm in the middle where it's like, if I get the song, I'm gonna listen to it. So like, I'll, I'll take Craig David. I'll add it and I'll, start, I'll listen to him because I, so, I love yeah. the music. I just don't know who to like look up if I'm like, yeah, I want to listen to this. I, I mean, Craig David's up. not. Um, so this is my when I was growing up at school. So Craig David is not. Uh, um, probably talk about Craig David, but you know he's not grime. He's not you know UK rap, but in UK music or black music, a, I won't say pioneer, but someone about twenty years ago in UK garage who did a bit of crossover in Canada. They like him. I know some people in Canada like him a lot. Um, Craig David. Anyway, let me get back to you, the mu- musician, because I was just got thrown off there. But thank you for indulging me. Know about UK rap. I'm, I'm really into that scene. Like, uh, it's this girl, Mizey. I have more of a connection with Black UK music artists than I do with people here. Because, like, it's this girl, Mizey. I think that's how you said her name. It's a lot of artists over there. I follow on Facebook and I not Facebook, Instagram, and I keep up with them and their music and I send my music to because like my 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 biggest accomplishment, no matter what I have done, no matter the money I've earned from a show, no matter what, my all-time biggest accomplishment is Labyrinth follows me on Instagram. There will be nothing bigger than that to me. Oh so, that's amazing. That whole scene, I'm 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 really like really deep into that scene. I'm just gonna move on slowly. So let's talk about visuals. Now you say you said, as a musician, you got sometimes you got to put your face up on there, or you got to have an alter ego. But somehow your face, and um, people need to know who you are, right? Usually to sell records or whatever. 
So how do you deal? Every time you say I'm, I'm self-conscious, I feel about, I, um, I also think about Kanye West. I'm so self-conscious. Anyway, as we digress, how do you deal with your visuals? Because you do your visuals in a, in, a, in a different way. I wouldn't use your visual. I wouldn't know that you're so introverted. So explain about your visuals. Um, I wish I had that all of us that what's it um all fall down kind of mindset like Kanye where I can be like that's me all my watches this that and this I'm not that guy so like all of my photo shoots somebody has to pose me because I'm just standing there awkward somebody poses me I'm working on my face because I notice that I just don't smile I have a blank face in every picture so mm. that's something I'm working on I have a ton of music videos. I haven't put none of them out because I'm so self-conscious. Um, okay, so I'm, so I'm still looking at visuals. Yellow used usually come. Yellow. What's what's your your fascination with yellow? I like I make a lot of like mental health music, and I feel like the usual is like black and gray and all these dark colors because a lot of mental health artists want, really, they want to keep you there. They make a lot of depressing music. They talk about yeah. drugs and killing themselves. So I try to be the opposite of that and make more positive music now. And yellow is my favorite color. It's the color of sunshine. I like the, ah. like a bright mood. I haven't seen a music video. I'm not researched too much, but have you done a music video? Or some videos called music videos? Yeah, I have a ton of music videos. I just don't post them. like. Okay, so there's a saying, I might miss it. So if the tree falls down and you're not there, do you, do you hear it? Like, how are people supposed to know where I feel in the age where visuals are more powerful than ever? Because the so not saying your songs, not saying your songs, but the song could be below average, seriously below average, but because they've got popping videos and a bum in the air or some hedonistic or some satanic vibes to it, it just goes to number. So what I'm trying, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that you are. What I'm trying to say is like, if you don't have the visuals, sometimes it doesn't always enhance the reach. So how do you, how do you function without putting your music videos out there? I feel like a lot of people like like that. They focus on the visual because the song might not be all that. I just try to direct my music to people who would like it so they can keep me afloat. So in all the areas that I'm lacking, I focus on the people who will pick up the slack for me. Okay, so what I'm hearing, like, you are so intentional and uh, you know very strategic about how you move, quality over quantity. So you're like your own manager, self-manage, because a lot of these artists I'm talking to, like self-manage, very involved, hands-on in everything what you do in your career, your artistry, your music, your production, and everything. I'm just trying to figure out just like, does that affect your creativity by doing everything or it just comes all at, all at once? Um, it's just time management. Like I know that I could be like, I have so many songs wrote, I have so many songs recorded. I could be dropping music all the time. But a lesson I learned is focus on what you got in your pocket right now. Like, because I just put out a song and it's doing well, but I have a song from a year ago that is still popping way, way more than that song probably will ever do. Which one is Spotify it? Spotify is helping me with that song. So yeah, I know that song is my focus. 
So I'm sorry. Of me, I'm which, sorry. Which one is it? Which one? Is it, is it the one whose number? What song is it? Which is the um, most the song that's like that? My my main song that does well right now is called Again. Yeah. Spotify has put it in a lot of their playlists. It is mm. it does well all the time, and every time it starts to decline. After a couple of days, it shoots back higher than it ever did. And then it slowly declines and it just does the same thing. And then I have my new song, Sarah Lynn. And it's like, I can focus a lot of you know time and energy into that, which I do. But I know that, again, is going to be the one. That's, that's my one that's working for me. So when I'm working with companies trying to get synced and all this stuff, I know I need to pitch this song because apparently it's the catchiest one to the point where people are they keep coming back to it. So with that, I look at all the um, analytics for it and I see the people who listen to it, I see their taste. So then I market to that bunch. Understood. So you really know how to push yourself and be you know, strategic about where you want to go, where you're gonna get booked. So I guess you handle all of your bookings as well. So how, how does that go? Like not give it too much personal, but you just say, hey, this fits a demographic, a certain festival or a certain show this is my spotify this is my analytics this is what i've done before and like i book you and you negotiate your price and that's it is that how it works um kind of sort of it used to be used now i have pull in like a lot of everywhere but my city i'm trying to book in my city but it's really hard no matter what my stats are no matter who i work with i can't do it but going somewhere like atlanta or whatever i want a venue i just say hey um, I want this venue, or if it's already a show going on, I just submit and say, hey, um, like you said, like, these are the type of people I feel like, listen, I know that in this area, it has this demographic, I feel like it'll work. I feel like within this, like a certain amount of radius, I can pull in people to come to this show. Um, would you consider me? But as far as like me booking my own shows, I'll just say, hey, I, like the festival, I just say, um, hey, I'm 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 gonna be there. Like, let me let me perform. So it's just knowing. A lot of people just want to perform, and they don't they don't they don't care. Like, they'll do a showcase and just show up. I want to know the area, the demographic, who's usually. If it's like a bar somewhere, if we're on a Tuesday night, what's the turnout usually on Tuesdays? Who comes? If it's like, and I know like even I know down to the race and age for my listeners. So it's like. It's predominantly black. If they're in their thirties, it's predominantly white. If they're in their teens. I want to know all that information before I was to yes. You see, you gotta be meticulous with this stuff. You don't want to waste your time. So, what advice would you give to creatives like yourself who literally self-promoting? And how do you deal with rejection? Like some might not say, "Hey, I don't want you," or for whatever reason, or it's not the right fit. How do you keep pushing? How do you deal with that rejection? Um, the rejection, it'll always hurt, but it's just one of those things where you just gotta, you just gotta take it. Like, I, I, I don't even know what advice I would give to it. You just gotta take it because I'm, for every negative, there's a positive. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't, there's no way to tell how many negatives because like I said, my main song is again, I will say I pitch it a hundred times. I might only get maybe five yeses, but those five yeses really will be great yeses. Like they'll be really great playlists, really good pitching. So any advice that I would give is do what I do is 
set time aside for yourself. I would say if you can't do every day, any time that you can and path out your way for your next couple of weeks, your next day, your next week, even if you like I'll set my week ahead like my week schedule and then I'll come back behind it the next day or an hour later and I'll redo it. Even if it's the exact same thing, I just want to know where I'm going and what my plan is and kind of stay ahead of it. So just stay ahead of whatever you got going on. So where do you see yourself in the next 18 months? Um, next 18 months, um, I'm, I'm buckling down, I'm going hard on tour. Like I'm staying, I'm on tour right now. I'm setting up a lot of shows. The next 18 months, I'm going, I'm, I'm planning on like really doubling that and getting more serious, more serious venues. Okay. Okay. So you think touring, so the connection of that will help you to be, to, to, to get that reach and to increase your fan base. Yeah. Cause anytime you perform, you're, you're guaranteed more people to come to you. So I'm, I've been focused on like doubling my reach, my fan base. So I know if I get back out there, like, when I first started, like I went on tour, my last tour was like two and a half, three years ago. I know like going back will be like the answer I need to like, you know, reach more people. And that's just, that's my plan. I want to reach more people. Understood, understood. Okay. No, I just, I just feel really inspired by artists. Would, would you, just don't want to put any words in my, would you call yourself an independent artist, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, cool. Because um, I get really inspired by independent artists who are in charge of their visuals, their hands-on, they do their help with, they're very involved in their production and and just knowing where they're going so I feel very inspired and you you inspire me for me like I need to get I'm not a musician but to get on my grind like I complain oh I've been an hour on social media uh, trying to promote myself uh, I don't want to pay for ads all the time uh, but um when you say three four hours at least just connecting with people online I'm like get on my grind there's this there's this hustle you know if this is what you're born to do just what you want to do you just got you just got to do it there's no ips and maybes man you just have to do it and yeah, you gotta um marlon wayans he started like you know the Wayans brothers they make all their own movies and stuff like that they kept getting told no when they wanted to pitch movies and stuff so finally it was like yo let's just do it ourselves so it's a lot of management companies out there and I always wanted to sign a big um, label deal and stuff like that, but they can't give you a whole lot more than you can do for yourself because they're going to always have other artists and want to share their attention. So you have to be your biggest supporter and like really push your vision and make everybody else see it. So that's what I'm about. Okay. Okay. So what one thing for, you know, what one thing would you give advice for a new independent artist, how to make a living and to sustain their careers? Um, scheduling make sure like well planning i'll tell you that planning every step should be calculated and you should know exactly why you're making that step have a full understanding and pitch everybody on why that step was important i don't understand the last bit pitch that last last step where everything is important what do you mean can you give an example um, this last song i put out like me doing stuff um people i work with like john he asked me um why did you put that song out? I feel like you could have waited. You should have did this. You should have did this. But you, you're gonna, you're gonna understand why you did it. So you have to be able to sell them and explain to them. I feel like this was a good time. I actually put planted this song two months ahead of time. I've been setting up ads. I've been doing this. I've been doing this. Now it's the best time to do it. So you have to be able to tell people that you might need to at some point to explain why you had to make those decisions. 
Okay, so having that self-belief, man, having that self-belief is so important, especially being an artist. Okay, so as we're wrapping up and just have to ask you, are you going to go back to the lovely comedy anytime soon or this is your main focus, music? Yeah, with um my tour that I'm trying to do right now, me doing shows right now, I have a few comedy shows set up. I'm supposed to be doing one this Saturday. This Saturday, yeah, I'm back in. I have new material. I'm ready to go. Okay, so you just got grinding hard, man. I, I salute you. I salute you. Okay, so obviously in the show notes, we're going to have all your details, but where can we find you? How can we connect? How can we be better fans? How can we know more about the again and the other singles that you have? Servan Campbell on everything. Servan Campbell, C-E-R-V-O-N, Campbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. Savon Campbell on everything but Instagram, where I am sex monkey limo driver. God, it makes me smile. And it's something that people will remember, no matter what happens, people will remember that. You know, you know, not all of, you know, all these musicians have their, you know, proper names, like Champagne Pappy, you know, Drake, all that, you know, Bad Girl Riri, you know, it might catch on, who knows? I'm laughing at it now in the most loving way, because I actually like the name. Uh, but um, yeah, people were not not gonna not re- not remember you with that with that name. So you know, I wish you all the best and stuff. Oh, yeah, one more thing, last question. So, what is the best thing someone said about your music? Like the best, like kind of review or testimonial or um, off the top of my head right now, I would say for my last song, my latest song, Sarah Lynn, the day I put it out, this blogger wrote. This song is so bad, yet it makes me cry. And he went on and like, he said it was a bad song, but everything in it was like good reviews. He said it made him cry. He really felt the song. So I think that was like, that's been like the best compliment I've gotten in a minute. Sounds good, sounds good. So hopefully we we don't always cry. We'll we'll be into your music and, you know, appreciate the authenticity, what you, you know, you seem, listen to your music, you put your heart into it, especially some of the, the chill, the chiller ones. I don't know if that's the appropriate word, but the more less temple um, ones. So yeah, um, thank you so much for just being honest and talking. Uh, I hope it wasn't too bad uh, for you, especially as a lovely introvert, but, um, but yeah, you, you sound very inspirational. Your music is, you know, very, for me, like maybe I'm not your 100% dem- demographic, but you know, the ones which you, you're probably not, like the um, I wrote that, them down like that um a little more and I'm um, sure those are the things I can listen to I can get pumped up with but yeah I like the vibe but the other songs like um again and then there was another one I was listening to earlier today um is it rest yeah with rest it's just like I just have to just like it's like winding down I'll listen to those at the end of my day so I feel like to me I'm like the music for me probably I'm not your demographic but depending on what type of day I can really get into it more so yeah so I might it's 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 in the evening now where I am in the UK so rest seems to something ref- I can really reflect and really absorb what you're saying in that in, in that song so I'll probably play it afterwards when we leave this it. podcast so yeah cool well oh yeah that's it so this is the black creative handbook with your host Cassandra Long Gordon and with Savon Campbell so 
please listen, connect with us, and we'll speak very, very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Black Creative Handbook, your handbook for success, the manual, what you need to get there. Keep on working with us. Please share, comment, rate us, just help us out. We help you, you help us, we're family. Speak soon, next time, same time, next week. Show everybody love.